Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Machine Learning. This week on our panel we have Miguel Morales. Hey guys. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv. And yeah, I, I'm going to shout this out real quick because we've been going for about a week now with the Dev Influencers podcast. So if you're looking to kind of be that hero in your dev space, make a difference, you know, yeah, lead people into new and exciting technologies, then go check it out, devinfluencers.com slash podcast. Did you work your tail off to get that senior developer gig just to realize that senior dev doesn't actually mean dream job? I've been there too. My first senior developer job was at a place where all of our triumphs were the bosses and all the failures were ours. The second one was a great place to continue to learn and grow, only for it to go under due to poor management. And now I get job offers from great places to work all the time. Not only that, but the last job interview I actually sat in was a discussion about how much my podcast had helped the people interviewing me. If you're looking for a way to get into your dream job, then join our Dev Heroes Accelerator. Not only will we help you get the kind of exposure that makes you attractive to your dream employer, but you'll be able to ask them for top dollar as well. Check it out at devheroesaccelerator.com. So Miguel, we were talking before the show about how to stay current with machine learning. And I'm I'm kind of curious, you know, I mean, with your full-time job and your PhD and everything else, I mean, what do you do to stay current? Yeah, it's a really, it's a good topic. And, you know, when I uh, teach uh, Georgia Tech, a lot of students actually have the same question because it's really difficult. It, it really is. I think one of the keys, things that I found is to really look, like try to find a, first, a problem that you care, mm -hmm. uh, something that you care about, something that is going to drive the technology as opposed to chasing technologies. Because the problem is technologies change, you know, they're like, right. I'm going to say like, there's something new always coming out every month. And, and if you're going to be, you know, trying to catch up to the research of, you know, 100 researchers, then you're going to have a really hard time. But if you are just, you know, trying to apply technology to certain problems and also try to, you know, try to read papers from the same people, you have a better time at understanding an area good, you know, well enough so that, that you quote unquote stay current. Yep, absolutely. This is one of the things that I recommend to people. I've, I put it in my book on how to find a job. I put it into several of the podcasts. Yeah, it's, it's this learning journey and it's, okay, where do you want to end up? What do you, you know, what do you have to learn to get there? And then, yeah, pick that topic and then go as deep as you need to in order to learn it. And so I, I love that approach. I love the idea of just, yeah, what, what's one area, right? What's one thing? Cause yeah, moving, but you can move on to that next and pick up, you know, more or less where you would have left off before. And you're not really that far behind. I mean, things move quickly, but you know, they generally don't move so quickly that if you bone up on an area that you really need to understand for a few weeks to even a few months that you're not going to be so far behind that you can't catch up on the other area if you have to. Yeah. And I think the challenge is that too, uh, to, so you, at one point you need to realize that you cannot possibly learn everything that there is to learn in the world. Aww. And unfortunately it's actually true though, but it, it kind of, you know, it, it upsets you. And sometimes you need to learn to give that other thing up so that you can mm -hmm. pick the other thing up. Right. So, yep. and, and that's so, so important, which is, you know, it, it feels like you're actually missing out. <laughs> and yeah. perhaps that's a bad thing, but you need to learn to to miss out yeah. in order for you to stay current. And by that, I mean to have skills that 
employers really want to hire, right? Because employers don't want you to be able to do everything from accounting to, you know, business development to technology, unless it's my boss. But that's that's another story. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's a joke. This is public. <laughs> uh, don't hurt me, yeah. boss. Don't hurt me. <laughs> right, right. It was a joke, I promise. No, but so, I mean, in some roles, you do are asked, you, you, you are required to do all those those things, but for the most part, that's really not what it, what is expected from a human, right? You're you're expected to be good at something, and sure, you can you know defend yourself in other in other areas. But that to me, I think it's it's something a lot of people have trouble with to you know to 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 find that it's okay to say I'm not good at that. Let somebody else handle it. Yeah, it is true, and it's especially true for people who are as capable as most software folks are, right? And so the, yeah, you, you kind of get into a position. I think the further down this road you get, you get into a position where you start to realize, yeah, there's, n- I, you know, I can't do it all. You know, somebody else has to do the DevOps. Somebody else has to do the, you know, some of the other programming. Somebody else has to do some of these other pieces. So then it's down to, so what part do I want to play? Right. And then figuring out what you need to know in order to play that part. Right. It, it is and exactly that may that. also, that may also mean, though, that if you want to play that part and they don't have a place for you to play that part in your current company, it may move, mean that you move. But at the end of the day, I think I think people being deliberate about their career in that way is actually a healthy thing. So, yeah, yeah. So soccer analogy coming. Imagine a goalkeeper really feeling sad that he's not scoring this season. I mean, you know, you got you to gotta take it, right? So I, I'm not going to score this season, mm-hmm. but I can help the team. And that's exactly right. the, the, the mentality that once you get that mentality, now you start excelling in your day-to-day job, right? So you, mm-hmm. you actually become a good contributor because you, you, you assume that, that position. And now this is, you know, this is my role. So that's why I think that, you, you know, you need, to, you need to chase your dreams or really go after what you really like, because you got one chance to become the best you can, right? Oh, yeah. And, and if you're going to be doing something else, like, you know, I, I actually try sometimes of setting up Docker containers and things like that. And, and that's good. I mean, I can, again, I can, I can be, I can be dangerous, right? But if I want to pretend that I'm the best Docker uh, engineer there is, I know that that's not the case. I mean, there are many things that I'm I'm never going to be able to do, and that's fine. That's okay. You got to give that up, right? And then and then concentrating, being good at other things. Uh, in my case, I like to reinforce my learning, and I say, well, you know what? Let me right. just be as good as possible. And by the way, that makes me actually not as good in other things, such as supervise machine mm-hmm. learning, which are related topics. And so folks say like, you know, well, reinforcement learning is more difficult than supervised. So I assume that you're really good at supervised too. No, 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 no. That's completely different path. Right. And yes, I do know how to, you know, train a classifier and things like that. But if somebody has a question, I usually redirect that question to somebody else, not to me. Now, when every anybody has a question, they come to me for reinforcement learning because I said, you know, told myself, let me just get this path. I really like reinforcement learning. And, and you know, that's kind of like what helps you kind of advance your career. And, and you know, the end, the end goal is really to be is to be useful at your job. Right. So if yeah. you put that in your mind, I'm a team player. I want to, you know, I, I want to uh, do some or have some role that, you know, maybe of use for mm-hmm. what we do here. I think that's a really good approach. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's interesting, too, because how do I put it? So by having the reinforcement reinforcement learning expert around, right, 
or having the supervised learning expert around or having, you know, somebody else around that does that other thing. The other thing is, is together we can solve much more interesting problems. And so it's not a disadvantage. The other thing that I found over the years being a freelancer, being on various software teams is that often the person that is the most specialized is also the highest compensated. And the reason is, is because they bring in the specialists for when they can really knock it out of the park, right? They're not going to hire a specialist to just go write generic stuff, right? They hire the specialist because they really, really recognize that they need reinforcement learning and that it's going to make a major difference for whatever it is that they're doing, right? And so when they do that, then they're going to pay them the big bucks to show up and be the expert. And so it really won't hurt you to do that. It might be a little bit more work to figure out where the demand is, but at the end of the day, you will make more money being the specialized expert than you will generally, uh, generally as the generalist. How do you know that? Where's that position? I need to apply. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, sometimes there. the trick is figuring out who needs that person, right? But they'll <laughs> you know, pay for it. They're Who's they? But just you got to tell me where to apply to this job, man. Uh, right, just right. kidding. That's totally true. And, and, and by the way, so yeah. So and I so with reinforcement learning in particular, uh, the challenge is that a lot of people refer to reinforcement learning as AI. So if you go out and look for AlphaGo, they they're not talking about reinforcement learning. Talking about AI. AI defeated a, the world champ, but whatever, right? And mm -hmm. then anything that Google DeepMind does is AI. This is not reinforcement learning. So you got to get smart because uh, yeah. AI means many things, really. But, yeah. you know, nowadays, reinforcement learning is really referred to as AI. And it's really difficult to find reinforcement learning jobs, per se. But a lot of people want the AI reinforcement learning <laughs> kind of skills. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a little bit of a challenge to find. But yeah, it, it's like you're saying, it's, you become a specialist and then you, you get challenges that, you know, things like that. You know, I don't know, like even, you know, within my company, like I could, I, I could actually move teams. A lot of folks actually need this skill reinforcement learning, but they don't ask for it as reinforcement learning. They ask for it as artificial intelligence. And you, right. need, to, you need to start becoming smart how to, how to find those. In terms of, uh, of applying to jobs, the, the, you need to realize that folks who create the, the job postings are not the same, the, the same people that, that, well, number one, that, that are going to be doing the, the work. So they, they don't have a, a full idea of how or what skills you really need. So oftentimes, you know, they put a bunch of, they kind of start with a template, right? And then put a bunch of skills. You, you need C++, you need Go, you, you need all these programming yeah. languages. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't apply. Uh, trust me, we, we've tried to hire folks because we need reinforcement learning skills. And for certain reasons, we couldn't, we couldn't add reinforcement learning to the job posting. So it's, it is so difficult, so challenging in reality. Yeah. But yeah, I, and I think it's it should be similar with other with other skills. And, and I think for mm -hmm. for the audience, you know, the I guess the the common is that you know you need to kind of do your due diligence and investigate a little bit more, <laughs> as opposed yeah. to just reading the job post and that's it. So try to if you find something that 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 you want to do, and, and which is a really good way to stay current, by the way, just to have it in your your day to day uh, job. Um, oh yeah, you know, one thing would be to try to. Try to look at companies, right? And then don't just apply to job postings, but uh, apply to teams, right? To companies. Hey, I like mm -hmm. 
you know, Miguel's group. Let me go try to, you know, join their group and things like that. Yeah, it's funny because you're you're talking about this. So I wrote a book on how to find a developer job. And this is what I tell people is, first of all, I'm like, figure out what you want. Right. So, you know, I care more about benefits. I care more about the work I'm doing. I care more about the social implications of whatever company I'm working. I mean, whatever. Right. People right. join companies for different reasons. Right. And yeah. So, yeah, some of them really want that company that has that, you know, loud social agenda and makes sneakers, right. right? <laughs> or whatever, you know, just, just pulling a product out of, out of the air. Right. I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, but you know, and then other people, it's like, you know what, I don't want to work for a company that has a social agenda. I just want to work for a company that's doing interesting work. Right. And then other people, it's like, well, you know, my, you know, my significant other has had cancer. And so the health benefits are really kind of the critical deal. And then I would like a company that has interesting problems or whatever. Right. And so that's what I tell people is, yeah, you know, go find the company that's doing the thing that you want to do and then figure out who the people are that are involved in that thing right, in the company, right. get to know them, be their friend, you know, and, and don't do it with ulterior motives, right? Just be a good person and, you know, yeah, yeah. be their friend and, you know, ask them for help. Most people are willing to help. If, if you offer to buy them lunch and then ask them for help, people are usually a little more willing to help. And that's a really cheap way to get some really good coaching, by the way. Get the inside track on the company. And then when you show up to apply, you show up to apply when they're still talking about who they're going to hire instead of talking about which job board to list it on. And then somebody else goes, oh, yeah, I know him. He's a great guy, you know, or I know right. her. She's a great gal, you know, and you get in before they even list the job and do any other looking. And, and that's I, I just gave away my book, but whatever. Um, but, <laughs> <For free. laughs> but I mean, that's essentially, you know, there are a lot more strategies in the book, so go buy it anyway. But but that's the whole thing, right? Is that, yeah, figure out what you want to do and then go find a company that's doing it. I, I love that. The question that I have then, and this is where people usually when they're talking about staying current, get hung up is there's so much stuff out there, right? There's so much stuff out there. I don't know which one I want to specialize in yet, right? I don't know if it's reinforcement learning. I don't know if it's, you know, this algorithm or that algorithm, or if I want to build robots that are smart or, you know, whatever, right? So how do I kind of stay abreast of the, the machine learning or AI community and see what's going on and kind of be able to figure out what's current or in demand so that I can kind of pick and choose some things to try them out before I, I, you know, kind of go down the rabbit hole on something. Yeah, very nice question. So, in and uh, you know, I've I've been asked this by you know folks one on one, and 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 um, there are a couple of things there. I would say one thing is, you know, hopefully you see beyond the job, right? And you are mm -hmm. able to to see work as fun, and and I mean it. I really mean it. Some folks, I don't know why, you know, may need breaks from work and vacation. I usually need vacation from my family so that I can work a little bit more. <laughs> no, I, I mean, seriously, seriously. Like for I'm my laughing because I have so been there. <laughs> they are not going to hear this, this podcast. So I can say that the old fine. No, I, it, no, they're not. Okay, good. No, but seriously, I mean, you, sometimes I, I just need vacations so that I can, vacation from them so that I can do more of the fun things. I mean, to me, it's like playing with toys, right? And, and I hope that sometimes folks folks can actually get that because if you're not, you're doing the wrong thing. I, I mean, my, the way I see it and and, um, you know, so 
you know, hopefully you can be passionate about what you do. And I'm not saying be like me because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate for certain reasons and this is my personality. So it's not, not mm-hmm. quite exactly the same advice, but you need to be able to have fun as you have when you play, you know, you know, uh, PlayStation. I, I was going to say Nintendo. My goodness. I am old. I mean, not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but hopefully you can get there. That's number one. Now, number two would be to me that you, so you, if you really don't know what to do, I recommend, you know, some training such as the one, for instance, I did a Udacity machine learning nano degree back mm-hmm. in the day. And by the way, I, you know, I, this is not when I had a job. I actually did it and I was suffering to just pay money. But at one point, I even got a um, a scholarship from Udacity. They, they were, you know, nice, nice enough to to do that. But the point is that you know they give you a, a, like a tour of all the different machine learning approaches and so on that you can that you can you know specialize in, right? And then so I think that's a good that's a good one, right? So take take courses that are. That are more like a like a tour, as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, go and take the deep reinforcement learning course uh, from Berkeley. No, that you're you're just gonna go crazy with, <laughs> with the topics yeah. in there if if you go straight into one of those. So if you're not 100 sure that of the commitment, then I would say just you know continue exploring and having fun, and then and then the last thing that I would say is number three would be find a project. Just have fun with a project, right? Mm-hmm. Some folks like music. And then so they go like, oh, how do I do some machine learning with music? Right. So like I want to have a drum beat that is generated by a by an AI. Right. So let me see if I can do that. Go ahead and try it. Right. Or, right. you know, some folks like stock trading and they go like, oh, I want to create a reinforcement learning agent to, you know, become millionaire. And that's always a funny topic. Uh, <laughs> I say, like, look, I would not have written a book if that was Cha-ching. that easy. <laughs> <Cha-ching>, right? <laughs> I would I would spend the three years as opposed to in my book, I was I would have spent that, you know, creating that algorithm and uh Making a lot of money, but anyway, just have fun. I, maybe. I think I think the the term is uh, modern alchemy, where they're trying to create gold out of nothing. I don't know. <laughs> that is very fancy. <laughs> but yeah, so those are those are my I would say you know three kind of recommendations there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to throw a few things out that that I've been doing lately because you know I want to keep up on this. I mean, obviously, I'm. I'm working a full-time job, I'm running a podcast company, and then I'm trying to keep up on this and a couple of other technologies because I'm interested in them and because I have podcasts on them that I show up on every week, right? And so there's a lot to to do. Typically, my approach to any technology or set of technologies is one of the first things I do is I go find a newsletter, right? That's a good and, one, yeah. And the newsletters, what what I mean by a newsletter is not the typical, like, Oh, here's an article that I wrote, you know, because I'm so awesome, right? It's the it's the news roundup ones, right? So it's, hey, here's a list of blog articles. Here's a list of podcast episodes. Here's a list of videos. Here's a list of, you know, new innovations, press releases that are coming out from the industry, right? And the reason is, is because then I can kind of pick and choose through those, the things that look really interesting to me, right? And so then I can go after a particular topic and I can go deep or I can look and I can go, hey, I'd like to talk about that on the podcast, right? And ask my questions, there are things like that, right? And so that opens a lot of doors. And so if you're kind of just meandering through and you're not sure where you want to land yet, 
it's a really great place to go because then if you find something that really captures your fancy, then you can, you know, read the article and then you can say, okay, I want to go deeper on this, right? So who is this person? What else have they written? What else are people writing about some of the terms in here? There are these parts that I didn't quite understand. So I'm going to go look them up. And, and that really starts to pay off. A few others are podcasts, YouTube videos. Conferences are a great place to go and get exposure to these ideas. I'm trying to think where else I tell people to go. Those are kind of the biggies, though, because th that's where people are putting out the new stuff that they're working on. And that's where you can go and engage with them, right? Because if people are writing about it, they're usually passionate enough about it to talk to you about it, too. By the way, I, I do. So I, I receive a newsletter. It's called what? Import AI? Jack Clark. Mm -hmm. Pretty good one. So highly recommend that. And and he goes over like all of the kind of the most recent, you know, news, uh, as you were saying. So that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Good point. Yep. Yeah, there are a handful of them out there. And honestly, I think when I was looking initially, I just did a Google search for like AI or machine learning newsletter. And there were like lists of them. Like I found at least three right. lists that had like 20 or 30, you know, and some of them were the same. But they had like 20 or 30 newsletters listed in each of them. And One they thing all that I would recommend really about that, actually, now that you mention it, is is to actually be picky about like, you know, where you're getting it from, too. So when, when you have that level of competition is so as opposed to chasing down, you know, the rabbit hole and, and, mm -hmm. and just try to read them all, just pick the one that you yeah. feel happy about. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Just start to trim it down to the one that you like and then and then go deep into that one for some time. And then if you don't like it, then, you know, go to another one and so on. Yeah, I completely agree on that. Again, it's back to that idea. Look, you're not going to learn it all. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's just not. And it's frustrating, right? Because I want to learn it all. I, I'm one of those yeah. people, right? No, like, no. I want to learn human it nature. all. Human yeah. nature. But at, at the same time, yeah, I recognize that I can do the most good and I can get the most good out of it by going deep on the things that are really going to matter. Right, right. Hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. Uh, something similar, by the way, to, to all this is to... You know, it's another thing in human nature is that you you may think that uh, it's like, you know, every Monday you want to start a diet and every morning is the day that you're going to start working out and, you know, start a diet. Similar with uh, learning something, don't just think that there there has to be like a perfect time and the perfect environment to start reading and to start, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to watching YouTube videos of, you know, soccer, just, you know, watch YouTube videos on on the topic that you care about, right? And and have fun. Don't don't pressure yourself into like you know it needs to be perfect. Otherwise, I won't I won't get started because it's it, first of all you you probably won't get started ever that way. And if you get started, you you're not gonna go anywhere. So one thing that I learned is um, is learning is a matter of a little bit every day. It's almost like almost yeah. like working out and eating right. So if you if you think that you can just work out, you know, lift up all the weight in the world in one day and be done with it, uh, that's just not going to happen. And the best way is for you to, you know, work out daily or every other day or every two days and so on 
and then you know start gaining knowledge in in, mm-hmm. in, in the analogy uh, obviously start gaining knowledge gaining weight in in the muscle weight <laughs> you know right uh, progressively one little bit at a time so I, I think that's counterintuitive because at least you know my personality usually I just want to learn it all at once and just not really not just not possible it's just not smart either so I would say that's a that's another you know probably good advice yep absolutely and and I love to your your at the beginning you talked a bit about just building a project right I mean there there's it, it does there's nothing that beats that right because you you get to put something together and you get to find where the problems are or the gaps usually the problems are the gaps in your understanding right and so it's oh this didn't go the way that I wanted it to what happened and then it's oh I misunderstood how this algorithm is to be used or this tool is to right. be used or this thing is to be used. And, and that, that it's, I mean, you just can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and it always happens by the way, when, when you start implementing, yeah. you know, oh, the, the yeah. solutions yourself, <laughs> you're like, Oh, I thought I understood. Oh. And then, it, you know, and if you implement it again, you're going to get more stuff and it is just, it's beautiful. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, if you can find a project that you care about and then, and then you're going to implement solutions to it, that's going to, that's going to keep you there. It's going to motivate you. Mm-hmm. So just, you're just going to want to, you know, you're just going to be looking forward to the nights or the weekends so that you can actually get to it and make progress and so on. So definitely. Yep. Absolutely. One other thing that I'm just going to put out there that I didn't talk about, but is really helpful is if you can find some kind of mentor. So, you know, if you can find somebody that can kind of get you down the path, I've been talking to people a lot about this with the dev influencer stuff that I'm doing. And what it really boils down to is they're like, well, you know, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And the reality is, is there are $50 tutorials that'll tell you how to start a podcast but they're not going to tell you how to grow it. They're not going to solve some of these real problems that you're going to have. And that's where having a mentor who can get in and say, Oh yeah, we used to do it that way, but we don't anymore. Or, Hey, you know, use this tool instead of that tool. Or, Hey, there are these real issues with this area over here. So be aware of that while you come in. And it's the same thing with programming. In fact, the bonus episode that's coming out this week talks a little bit no, it wasn't. I recorded that for Dev Influencers. I record so many of these, I, I lose track. But Dev Influencers will have an episode that comes out this week where I talk about that, right? Where the mentors that I had for both programming and podcasting early on were kind of at the same time. And they were people that literally just, you know, steered me around the landmines while I figured stuff out. And so the easiest way I found to find somebody like that is to go to a users group. So if you can go to a meetup, And, you know, find somebody local that you can sit down with and go, okay, you know, how am I doing this? What do I'm doing? You know, what, what do I need to learn? It makes a huge, huge difference. And they can tell you what to learn. So you have customized and current advice when Mm -hmm. you have a mentor and yeah, yeah, definitely. And something that, you know, you, you can't beat really. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, so I actually... I worked at Udacity some for some time uh, as a mentor in there, and and I think you know it's a well. I mean, hopefully I helped other folks, but I you know after even after my time at Udacity, I kept the relationship with some of the guys because you know you actually so I guess what, what I'm saying is have in mind that this is a personal relationship as well. So mm-hmm. it's uh, somebody that uh, that you're gonna be you know working with, and and uh, and hopefully it's not always like. 
hey, can you answer this question for me? But it's more like a, you know, kind of a friendship, not quite perhaps, but but there's some relationship there. So definitely, you know, in that case, well, number one, you know, choose wisely. Obviously, you're going to have mm-hmm. that. But also you're getting a lot more than 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 what it looks like. So that that's a good yeah. good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know that I could say it much better than that. But yeah, it is a personal relationship and you need to be aware that it yeah, it's going to be kind of built like that. And that the more you put into it, the more you're gonna get out of it. And that's just the way that relationships work. And so, you know, yeah, find ways to help them out. Find ways to invest in the relationship you know, and, and not just be there, you know, drawing out of it what you can. I mean, you should be doing that, but, you know, also be aware that, yes, it's a personal relationship. So what you put in is what you're going to get out. Are there any other resources that you recommend? I mean, books, you wrote a book. Yeah, that, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm reinforced my learning. So in that case, yes, definitely. It, I think it's a pretty good resource. You know, and I and I know that uh, it's kind of like, come on, Miguel, you're saying that your book is a good resource. No, I really mean it. I really mean it 100 percent. And and if I had done a really bad job, I would also say I don't have any problem with that. I, I know what a bad job is, and that is mm-hmm. a really good job. The, the the good thing is that I actually bought a lot of the uh, competitors, basically. And and it kind of hurts hurts me a little bit because some of the, the competitors, I'm going to say this, like they don't even know the difference between a Q learning and a value iteration, which are like the basic, basic algorithms. And you wonder sometimes, like, why do they get even to write a book? You know, I guess some publishers, and I'm not going to name names here, some publishers don't really have a good standard. And it's unfortunate because I, prior to writing a book, I lived in this, uh, you know, kind of, you know, fantasy world <laughs> that uh, if you were an author, you knew, you knew your thing, right? And if you publish <laughs> books... You know, they, you know, you could buy just any book, but go buy it. You're going to, it's going to be a good experience. It's going to be a good book. I was mistaken and horribly mistaken, by the way. So once I started writing the book and I bought books in this topic, reinforcement learning, I realized how dangerous it is because you can mislead people into, you know, believing stuff that, that makes no, no sense whatsoever. Or, you know, they train an agent and all of a sudden they, you know, they train an agent, but modify the reward function so that it works. And you're like, right. wait a minute, that's not the point. Reinforcement learning is yeah. supposed to learn regardless of the reward function. Then you're just modifying the, the, the thing so that it works. Anyway, so I highly recommend my book <laughs> because I, I give you what it is. So that's reinforcement learning for you. And I take you, you mm-hmm. know, I, I assume that you are a machine learning enthusiast, right? You've right. trained a couple of models and things like that, but not more than that. And then try to bring you from that to, you know, coding state-of-the-art deep reinforcement learning algorithms. And I think, you know, I think the book does a pretty good job at that with, you know, with code when it needs to, you know, show up and, and I need to, you know, drive the, the concept, the concepts home. But there's also like, you know, little snippets that kind of give stories of whatever, just to try to mm-hmm. relax the learning and so on. So I try to, I, I try to be very conscious and, you know, and, and deliver it. I know the, the person reading the book is a human and I want the human to learn, to go from something to something else. So if you're that kind of human and want to learn reinforcement learning, highly, highly recommend that. And oh, by the way, I, I actually will be getting into, uh, so I'm actually planning to on a on a YouTube channel with some mm-hmm. videos related, basically going over some of the things in the book. So uh, stay tuned for that because that's gonna be yep. that's gonna be cool. I think. 
Yeah. And I, I think also with books, same thing with like tutorials is I tend to go out and get recommendations from people I trust. And so that, that kind of short circuits a lot of that. Honestly, I'm so busy that I won't read a book unless somebody recommends it. But, you know, it's, it's that kind of a thing too, right? Or you can go look at the reviews on Amazon and, you know, usually, um, not always, but usually those are also pretty on, on point, right? Because yeah, yeah. yeah on, people on will average, get in. On average, yeah. like I receive a, a two-star review saying like, I don't like black and white pictures. And I'm like, yeah, Dude, really? Like, I don't like yeah, the but, rabbits in your cover. <laughs> yeah, that that's not you helpful. But some sometimes you'll get the but review average, that says, "Hey, this person does you know they've missed these critical yes, yes. basic techniques, right?" And or, "Hey, this you know I read this book and initially I really loved it, and then once I got into the industry, I figured out that what they're teaching doesn't make any sense." Or, you know, right? And so right. yeah, that that kind of thing will eventually you know, come out, but surface. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and there you know, are, I agree on average, on average, actually yeah. the, the reviews yeah. and I, even my reviews, I, I, I would have to agree, you know, not everybody reviews the book. I actually receive yeah. emails with uh, very nice reviews and I'm like, come on, can you just copy and paste this on Amazon or something? I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like, come on, it would be so much better. But anyway, no, but uh, on average, the reviews kind of reflect mm -hmm. really the content content of, of the book. So yes. One other thing that I'm also just going to throw out there is that just like you said, hey, there are courses that walk you through the basics of several areas of machine learning. There are also books that do that, right? And they're usually pretty explicit in, hey, this is an intro or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And action is kind of Manning's shtick, right? It's either a tool in action or a technology set in action, right? right. And you can go look also at the table of contents and you can see, okay, they're going through they're doing this kind of machine learning and then that kind of machine learning and then this other kind of machine learning and then this other kind. And you know, okay, they're going to give me an overview of these eight approaches to solving right. problems with machine learning and tell me when each one's appropriate. And that way, at least I can come in and I can walk in the door tomorrow at work if they ask me about machine learning and I can say, well, we probably want to use one of these two, right? And then I can go and level up on that stuff. Right, right. And that, so... It, you also have the books that, you know, go deep into a certain mm -hmm. area. So you have yep. a deep unsupervised, you know, learning type of book and reinforcement learning book and so on. And then you have kind of like the overview. So to be aware of that, I, you, you already mentioned that. I know I'm repeating that, but, but I, I think to be aware of that is an important thing because, you know, if you want to if you want to learn reinforcement learning, I wouldn't go to a machine learning book, even if that book has five stars. I'm, you know, right. I can, I've read those reinforcement learning portions on those really good books and some of them are okay. I, they're okay. I mean, they're, they're good teachers and so on, but you're not, I mean, here is a DQN that is learning from Atari images. You're not learning reinforcement learning. Sorry. You're learning to use an algorithm. That's a completely different mm -hmm. ball game. So, but as an introduction to that and then going deeper into it, you know, that's a, that's right. a, that's a different strategy. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm a little curious then, you mentioned one of the newsletters that you, you're subscribed to. I'm curious, are there other resources that you really like out there for people who are kind of just following along with what the industry is doing? So I have that, that um, well, what I do is, you know, I, it's actually uh, follow the uh, kind of Google Scholar of a few folks mm -hmm. that I think do good research. That's how I try to, you know, keep track of what, what people are doing. And then I don't have to go into each of the papers. I, you know, you wouldn't have time to do that. But at least what are they working on, right? So I see that 
for instance, recently they've been working on a casual inference. I don't I don't know if I pronounce it correctly, but casual, casual, casual. Is that how to pronounce it? Casual. Yeah, inference, huh. casual learning, and then so casual reinforcement learning too, which is kind of interesting thing. So this is actually you know recent. Uh, well, no, casual inference is is it's a you know it's a topic many many years back, but I've seen researchers using casual inference in reinforcement learning and other topics recently. So mm-hmm. what, one thing that I do is that is basically keep up with what they're doing. But what I do is just read some of the titles and so on. And if I want to dig a little bit more, then I print one paper a week or something like that, and then read that one paper. The The import AI is the the one newsletter that I that I receive every you know, every time that they send one, I forget what it is, weekly or so. Mm-hmm. And then I also do the um, the deep learning AI by Andrew Eng. Other than that, I, I really don't, you know, don't try not to chase anything because it's just it's just too much information. And, and then you yeah. go you go a little crazy. And then sometimes you, you need to you need to understand you need to let your mind rest <laughs> as well from all this learning and stuff like that. So that's good sometimes too to kind of like detach from it. Just take a break and then and then you know try to do your own thing too. Yeah, but those are I would say the resources. the 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 lectures is the other way that I that I like. You know, so during the weekends I do watch a few a few lectures, and usually is the Berkeley or you know Peter Abiel, Sergey mm-hmm. Levin, and some of those uh, professors who are really I think they're really good at what they what they do and teach very well. Yeah, makes sense. So on the Google Scholar thing, I don't think I've actually used that before. So how does it work? Yeah. So if you, you know, Google, Google scholars or scholar is, uh, the, you know, research folks have like a profile and say like a, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter account or whatever. But when they release a new paper, it comes there and then you actually gotcha. can subscribe to receive an email. Right. Some folks mm-hmm. actually do similar with archive, something similar that in the sense that you can subscribe to some of kind of, you know, the, the papers through archive. I do that through uh, it's Google Scholars, but you know, it basically, it's the same thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Well, I I don't know that there's anywhere else that I'm thinking we we need to go. Uh, do you? Is there anything that you wanted to cover before we wrap up that we haven't talked about yet? No. Uh, hopefully, you know, it helps folks. I think you know. I think it's such a common problem and and mm-hmm. a really good topic to you know discuss like like we're doing today, and you know, hopefully, folks can take advantage of it. Yeah, makes sense. Hey, folks, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been working a lot on figuring out how to help people become the most valuable developers on their teams or becoming the top 5% of developers in the field. If you're looking to level up, figure out how to contribute more, get the career you want, get the career that you want that will support the lifestyle you want, then you should check out the Most Valuable Dev Summit. I've invited some of my friends across the community, people that you've heard of, people that have worked on systems that you use on a daily basis, people who have invented new ways of doing things over the years in programming, and I've asked them one question, and that question is, how do you become a top 5% developer? How do you become one in 20 of the best developers out there? And so we're going to go ahead and have that conversation with them in interviews on the Most Valuable Dev Summit, and you can find that at summit.mostvaluable.dev. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, do some picks then, and then we'll wrap up. Let's do it. All right. Do you have some picks you want to shout out about? I should. I uh, Well, no, I do have one. I, I don't know if I already gave this one, but uh, I was talking about the Berkeley course a few, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, 
And I actually recommended a deep reinforcement learning course, which is, you know, it goes in the fall. So it is actually, you know, the runs from uh, August to December. What I didn't know is that the same professor, Sergey Levin, has a course now in uh, basically it's deep learning. And obviously he is, I'm going to say, uh, an expert in deep reinforcement learning. So the approach, mm -hmm. the deep learning approach that he's taken is based on control and basically, you know, reinforcement learning related things. So I would say that is my pick uh, this week. I don't think I mentioned this one, but uh, if I did, that's okay. I pick it again. <laughs> awesome. Very awesome. I'm going to throw out some picks here. One of them that I, uh, last night I was just kind of, I was a little burned out, so I was avoiding work, and I just turned on the TV and watched a couple hours of TV, which I don't do very often, actually. And I watched a couple hours of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. It's kind of a weird show, <laughs> but anyway, it's I've been enjoying it, so uh, I'm going to throw that one out there. I think it's based on uh, some graphic novels that are out there in the world. So that's one pick. And then the other pick, I've been listening to this book on uh, Audible, and let me just give me a second and I'll get you the title. But it's a sales book. It's because I've been doing the Dev Influencers Accelerator and I've been working on the, you know, just getting people in. It's a sales development playbook. And it actually walks you through like building a sales team and some of the roles on sales teams and stuff. And so anyway, I've, I've really been enjoying it just making me think about, okay, what's my, my sales process and what does this stuff look like? And yeah, stuff like that. So I'm going to pick that as well. All right. Well, I think we're done. So we'll go ahead and wrap up. Thanks for showing up here, Miguel. Absolutely. Um, and until next time, folks, Max out. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.